HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Big Green Egg, the world's largest producer of ceramic charcoal grills, and also by Springer Mountain Farms, over 300 family farms raising birds in Georgia's Blue Ridge Mountains. Learn more at BigGreenEgg.com and SpringerMountainFarms.com. All right, and we are back from Charleston Wine and Food. We are Heritage Radio Network, and we are a member-supported nonprofit radio station based in Bushwick, Brooklyn. But for this weekend, we are broadcasting from the heart of the Culinary Village at Charleston Wine and Food. And we want to give a big shout-out to our sponsors for the weekend, Big Green Egg and Springer Mountain Farms. And I'm Kat Johnson, and I'm here with Katie Mosen-Wadler. And right now we are joined by Jenny Britton-Bauer from Jenny's Splendid Ice Cream. Welcome. Hi, guys. So, Jenny, we ran into you last night at the ice cream shop, and you gave us a taste of this new flavor that was really mind-blowing. Can you tell us about it? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, it's a new flavor that we're doing called Super Moon. It comes out in two, two-ish weeks. Um, but we had just a few pints, like, just off the, hot off the press last night. And uh, we call it Super Moon. Um, it's part of a collection uh, that we're calling We're Not From Here. And the collection is kind of a metaphor for making friends, get to know, getting to know somebody. Ice cream can be this way, especially if you were like me and you studied art, so just bear with me because it's really just a fun collection. But, uh, we, you know, we thought, let's do some ice creams that are a little hard to understand or um, uh, maybe a little exotic on the outside, but very familiar on the inside. So Supermoon is um, is actually a uh, like a take on marshmallow, two sides of marshmallow. And one of them is a marshmallow essence that we had blended for us, and it's beautiful scent of marshmallow. And then the other, and it's yellow. So it's like two ice creams in one. And then the other one is um, creme de violette. And it's violet extract. And violet, to me, tastes like Lucky Charms marshmallows. And that side is blue. So it's a wacky flavor. I think it's going to play well with kids and, like, all of us who are still kids. Um, <laughs> but it's also a play on, of course, Blue Moon ice cream, which is such a standard in America. But it's Super Moon, and uh, we're having a lot of fun with it. And that packaging is really beautiful for this collection, too. Yeah. Wow. And well, you, are you going to be doing more flavors in that series as well? Yeah, so the whole series is... Um, I think it's five or six flavors. One of the other flavors, for instance, is um, osmanthus. Osmanthus is a flower, but it smells like peaches. So, you know, most of us don't know what osmanthus is, but it's actually just a flower, and it smells like peaches. So we're putting it with, we're doing like an osmanthus-infused cream, and then um, uh, putting it with some blackberry candy. And so it's this kind of beautiful, really kind of classic flavor combination, but in kind of a new way. Yeah. How do you work with suppliers or, or chemistry nerds to 
kind of uh, create these essences and extracts that you're using for your ice creams? Well, the funny, um, with ice cream is all about scent. So you can get scent into ice cream in many different ways. I mean, infusing actual herbs in there, which we do. Even steeping apples in cream will make the cream taste like apples. Because that's what butterfat is known for. Butterfat absorbs flavor. If you store butter next to an onion in your fridge for some period, or truffles, you can make your butter actually smell like onion or truffles. And so that's basically what ice cream making is. And so we can use an essence that's um, in a that's a, an extract or an essential oil, um, or we can use actual plant matter, um, or you can you know infuse anything into ice cream. Really, teas or coffee, of course. I mean, many many ice cream makers will use a, um, like a triple strength coffee steeped in water to make ice cream. But we actually go the a, a different route because water, the way coffee plays in water, is very different than the way it plays in cream. When you steep coffee beans just roasted next to cream, it tastes like coffee smells because it's an oil-soluble scent. So it's a very... Chamomile tea is another one. Chamomile, when you steep it in cream, tastes like apples and oatmeal and apricots. Wow. And like muffins. But when you steep it in water, it's got a slightly different flavor. So anyway, we have a lot of fun with that. I got to go real quick and make some chamomile cream tea. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll catch you guys after. Uh Uh (laughs) Chamomile ice cream is one of the best, I think, like on an apple pie. It's just beautiful. And and it's just different, I think, than just a chamomile tea. Wow. Mm -hmm. That is so cool. I have kind of a strange question for you, but I was wondering if you if you think when you, when someone tells you what like their favorite ice cream fa- flavor or flavors are, can you like tell something about that person based on that? I uh, not necessarily. I mean, I think in the early in my career, I might have thought that, but I've been around long enough, twenty one and a half years making ice cream, that I don't think people are as predictable as we think they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be easy to say that like, oh, this person is very classic. This person is adventuresome. This person is whatever. And I think after as long as I've been in it, I think that you can't be that general about people. Mm-hmm. Which is um, promising, I think. That's the way it should be. Yeah. It's kind of what you're getting at with the Supermoon ice cream, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, everybody on the inside is actually easier to understand yeah. and, and love uh, than sometimes we think. Mm-hmm. I think there's lots of opportunities to get to know each other over ice well, cream. Well, and just in yes. general, curiosity mm-hmm. is such... An important thing, being curious about other people. Mm-hmm. Just all it takes is like, like one spark of curiosity. Who are you? What are you doing? What's what are you like? And and you can break down all the walls just by being interested mm-hmm. in what somebody else is made of. Mm-hmm. It's very similar in these ice creams or in all ice creams yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah, and food, food too. Totally. So I also wanted to ask you. News just broke a couple of days ago that you were named one of the Henry Crown. Um, award, award fellows, yeah. fellows with the Aspen Institute. So can you tell us a little bit about what that program is and, and what you'll be doing with that? Well, so um, the Henry Crown Fellowship is a program they put on through the Aspen Institute. It's a two-year program, and over two years, me and 20 other fellows will um, learn how to do great things in the world, hopefully, and move from, as they say, um, begin the process of moving from success in business or entrepreneurship or whatever to more significance in the world, really truly trying to make the world a better place. So I get the honor and privilege of, of spending this time with 20 other people who care deeply about community, deeply about America and the world, and want to make um, it better during the time that we're here. So mm-hmm. I'm, I, I haven't started it yet, but I'm, I'm just, I mean, I'm over the moon to, to have been considered. Yeah. Wow. Can you give us a snapshot of your goals for that fellowship? Um, my, my, well, I mean, I think just, just growing as a leader 
you know, I mean, I've been an artist, I've been an entrepreneur, I've been a, you know, baker, ice cream maker, cook. I, I've never worked for anybody else, only in Miami, you know, besides high school and college jobs. And, um, and I kind of created my own world in a way. And so, I mean, that's what entrepreneurship is in, in many ways. Mm-hmm. And so um, getting outside of it and really getting uh, these kind of learning experiences for me and people like me are really important. And I'm, um, I'm, I'm just excited to, like, grow as a leader because I haven't really considered myself a leader, really. I mean, obviously, I've led my company and I've done that. But, I mean, it's easy to do when you surround yourself with people and you create your own world and make, you know what I mean? You anoint yourself this, like, you know, the leader of this world or whatever. That's easy. But, you know, getting out and, and finding places to really be, um, do really good work. And our company is a B Corporation. We believe in this very strongly. We do a lot of this work in our communities. We love community. We want to... Um, do everything we can, but I think this will give us an opportunity to really start to learn and look more deeply at some some issues we can solve. And, you know, ice cream brings people together. That's what's so awesome about ice cream. I mean, it starts conversations, especially when you make it like we do. And um, we've seen it so many times. People get married in our shops, engaged in our shops, you know, dates, <laughs> first dates. You know, um, you know, you get to know somebody else better over ice cream. And that's mm-hmm. what we think is so amazing about being able to do it. And for our listeners who might not know, can you explain what a B Corp is? Um, a B Corporation is, well, we're certified by um, an independent organization called B Lab. And uh, we're, we're a business, like, like um, I can't remember how many there are now in the world, but we believe that business um, can be a powerful force for change in, in the world and for positive change in the world. I mean, I really do think that business in general is a powerful force for change in the world. I mean, but, um, but w- businesses who are B Corps really, we have a, um, an audit we go through every two years. We get a number. Like, we, we, we really um, make it a part of our DNA to... Um, to be good for our communities and to um, to truly be good for the world and, and not just exist, exist for a financial profit, but more than that. So what are some of the specific practices that make Jenny's different from, say, any other company? Well, I mean, there are, there are issues like fair wages, living wages, fair trade, direct trade, um, and all of that composting, environmental stuff. There's a whole, whole series of all, all of that that we work really hard to get better at every year, that to do and also to get better at every year. But I think for me... Uh, maybe my most important one is just working directly with growers and makers um, in a direct trade relationship with them because that can, you know, we talk about uh, fair trade all over the world, but it's also important to think of fair trade at home. Mm-hmm. And that is extraordinarily complicated to do um, and um, something that we care very deeply about. Moving um, fields of produce into, churning that into ice cream and also working within a degree or two of separation with our, our dairy farmers um, and growing as a community. And you now have ice cream shops in many cities, and so you're, you're, you're a part now of many different communities, and you visit each shop, and you and Ellen Bennett went on a road trip last year, and so you're really making a point to go in and like get to know these different places where you're doing business, so why is that so important to you, and do you have any like favorite memories from last year? with your travels. Oh, yeah. Well, so Ellen Bennett is, is you know, I'm sure you all know who she is, but she's like this apron maker uh, from L.A. and an absolute badass spitfire of a human being. And uh, she and I met because, well, I just walked into her factory one day and I was like, we're going to know each other. And um, eventually <laughs> she agreed. But we started seeing each other all over the country, as we do. I mean, these festivals or... Um, uh, the James Beard Awards or whatever, or I'm in town visiting an ice cream shop or whatever. And so we started seeing each other and we're like, let's, why don't we link up? Because the things that we have so much in common, we go visit chefs and restaurants and we always go out and meet the entrepreneurs in a community and just give them a high five or a kick in the ass or whatever they need to, to inspire them. So we decided to go on a tour um, and just do that. And it was, um, it was awesome. Not necessarily for them, although, I mean, they, they may be able to tell that story. The entrepreneurs that we met, the people that we met, the brunches that we had, 
but for, but but truly, I think for us, that was something that we we brought back. Like, just came back so so inspired. So we spent nine days on the road, going through the South. We started in Columbus, went to um, uh, Louisville, and um, did a few events there with Ed Lee and some others. And then Nashville, spent several days in Nashville, and then Atlanta, several days in Atlanta, and then ended in Birmingham. And it was fantastic. And actually, like, every one of the cities was my favorite, I think. But, like, um, I mean, every single one of the cities just had such great um, culture. And that is what's so amazing about America right, America right now. There's Between the coasts, it's actually more interesting in so many ways than our... I mean, it's hard to say. Everybody is just so different. But, like, there's just so much happening between the coasts. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. North to south. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's on the schedule for the rest of your weekend in Charleston? Well, right after I leave here, I'm going to go eat some ice cream and drink some champagne with about 40 other people. That's going to be really fun. We'll talk about um, making ice cream and um, flavor, texture, body, and finish um, mm-hmm. in ice cream. But also, that is, it applies in champagne, too. And so that's going to be really fun. I'm sure I'll learn something from the sommelier um, who's going to help me lead that course. Um, and then we'll probably try to, you know, after that's over, we got a few hours before my airplane takes me back to Ohio, and I'm going to go try to get into some kind of trouble. Sounds Quick good. Trip. Yeah. Any yeah. sneak previews for the pairings for this afternoon? Um, well, we're going to make punch, which All is right. really fun. Kind of a so we're definitely working with some uh, some liquor. I, I I actually am trying to figure. I'm like in my mind thinking like which one I'm going to do, but either cognac or some gin with some sorbet and champagne and flowers and fruits. I found some peaches actually at Harris Teeter and. They're delicious. Like, definitely can't get peaches in Ohio right now, but, like, the, the peaches right now are really great. I mean, better than I thought they would be for this time of year. Maybe it's this weather, so we're going to throw some fruit in there, too, and got some flowers, and it'll be beautiful, I think. Nice. Awesome. Um, and I want to give you a chance, as we always do, to give uh, big ups to an organization or someone in your community who's doing great work in food. The, the, oh, yeah. Wait, say it one more time. I want to let you give big ups, big compliments to somebody, uh, an organization or someone that you know who you think is just doing great work in the food space. Like a nonprofit or for-profit? Any of them? Anyone. Gosh. I mean, there's so so many, but let's go with the Giving Kitchen in Atlanta because they are, they're just amazing and I just feel like... um, um, doing such great work, and I'm, I'm, I hear that they're expanding, which I, I love, and it's such necessary work helping um, people who work in the, in the kitchens um, make sure that their health um, care is covered, you know, outside of insurance or lack of insurance. So I just love them so much, and yeah, yeah, we love the Giving Kitchen. Yeah. Um, can you tell our listeners how best to find you on social media online? Oh well, sure, that would be great. I am, I'm Jenny Britton Bauer. It's J E N I B R I T T O N B A U R. And uh, uh, Instagram, of course, Jenny's Ice Creams, uh, but just remember it's spelled J-E-N-I. You can find us everywhere on all of the platforms. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Heritage Radio Network today. Thank and, you. It's great uh, to be in this teepee. Yeah, thank, thank you, cool. Jenny. Have fun this afternoon. Thank you. You guys, too. <laughs> all right. And you're listening to Heritage Radio Network. Uh, you can find our full schedule of um, chefs, hosts, and everything that we're going to be doing at heritageradionetwork.org slash Charleston. Thanks again, once again to our sponsors, Big Green Egg and Springer Mountain Farms, and we will be back shortly. Thank you. I want to give a quick shout out to some of the music that you're hearing play in the background. Uh, you're listening to Odetta Hartman. She's amazing. Please check her out. 
big friend of Heritage Radio Network. And we'll be back in a few moments. We have a special guest chef interviewer um, with a few really, really big guests who will be coming on. Stay tuned for five minutes, and we'll give you a sneak preview and an introduction. Thanks so much. Be back soon. This episode is brought to you by Big Green Egg, the world's largest producer of ceramic charcoal grills. In business since 1974, they've transformed ancient cooking vessels into modern-day masterpieces. Today, they sell seven sizes of the egg, as well as hundreds of accessories designed to make your cooking fun, entertaining, and delicious. Often copied but never equaled, the Big Green Egg is the ultimate cooking experience. Learn more at BigGreenEgg.com. This episode is also brought to you by Springer Mountain Farms, over 300 family farmers raising birds in Georgia's Blue Ridge Mountains. Many of them are second and even third generation. They're committed to doing things the right way. Springer was one of the first poultry companies to forego the use of antibiotics, and they've embraced other humane practices too. In fact, they were the first poultry company to earn the American Humane Association seal of approval. Learn more at springermountainfarms.com. 